Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. The Elks. I'm a fan. I'm in. What's the deal that it wasn't Elk? Elks is good. Elk would have been great. How about that? It's like, as we said yesterday, the Heat, the Jazz, the Mammoth. It's that team name without an S on the end of it. And I'm not being critical. I'm all for the Elks. I think it's cool. I love the logo. I love the scheme. I'm on it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to a little thing we call Flame Tech Football Friday. It's a big day, Darren Moose DuPont. How are you? I'm good. That's good. I'm good. We're one day past our second birthday. Right? Where it's episode number 499. And like any birthday party, we kept the decorations up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just waiting until uh, the helium goes away. What, exactly. why, why not? Why not? How about that? We got John Frenzy here in the bunker. He's uh, ready to roll. He's got his Saskatchewan Rough Riders socks on. So you'll be treated to that, everybody, in segment two. Uh, we've got Jimmy Two Tables here, our sales manager. We've got Paul Fagler here from Dub Network, all socially distanced in the bunker, and it's a party on a Friday as we get ready to roll. Unbelievable. Are you ready for the weekend? I am ready for the weekend. It's great weather, too, eh? Oh, I, I love it. I mean, it can't get too hot. So 40 degrees, like, I'm all for it. I know a lot of people aren't. They're just dying looking for the pool, but 
I'm, I'm we're good it. with it. I'm good with it. We're good with it. So we got breaking news coming down the pipe, and I'm going to get to that in a moment. I just want to tell you who's coming up on the program today. I mentioned John Frenzy. The president of the Edmonton Elks, Chris Presson, is going to be with us today. I'm very, very excited to have that whenever you have a CFL team president come on. Uh, Chris Presson will uh, bring greetings from the northern capital of Alberta. And also, Chris Bickford will be with us. He's a TV producer, filmmaker. He's got a project on the go for the Canadian Football League. He's very excited to tell us and you what he's working on there. So that is all coming up on the program today. Can we hit the quick six show topics, please, Director Jordan, if you don't mind? Please and thank you. Are we live on YouTube right now? I was trying to find it here. Ah, there we go. I see... Oh, my God. What? From my buddy Kyle Hall. He's watching on Long Island. He says he's from the Broadway Hat Podcast. Yeah. That's where I made my Broadway debut was on his podcast. He says, I know it's football Friday, but we, but are we excited about USA versus Canada semifinals matchup tomorrow? Should be a great game. That's a hard no, Kyle. No. <laughs> Lynch and I were just talking about that in the car right up here. He's like, is Bedard playing in this? Nope. Then forget it. See Blake in the Sir, world championship. Would you be surprised? Probably not. Probably. No, we're not, not geeked up for Canada USA. But Kyle, you please report on it and you tell us what you think. I will not be watching. I haven't watched a second of the World Hockey Championships, and that will include the playoffs. I'm sorry, just the way that it is. Uh, so number one, talk about the way things roll, man. In the 24-hour news cycle, Mark Scheifele gets a four-game suspension from the National Hockey League yesterday. I th- I thought it should be two. As did you. He spoke this morning, just finished. He he actually might still be at the podium. And I thank our good people of Winnipeg sending us the quotes here down the pipe with what Mark Shifley said. He said he's shocked. I'm paraphrasing here because I didn't watch it. But he said uh, he was shocked by the punishment. He's very upset at the abuse that's been hurled at his family over this. And he's not speaking for himself. So I guess it sounds like he came out guns a blazing a little bit, Mark Shafley this morning and good for him, but he's going to sit for four game twos tonight. And we'll come up with that. I, th- I think we would all agree four games are harsh, but whatever I, I what bothers me. And this is a larger uh, symptom of society right now is just the damn name calling. And some people just can't let stuff go here. That's the ugly stuff. And as Shifley said, he's praying for Jake Evans. So he took the high road there. But as Lynch and I were talking about on the car ride up here, Lynch is like, he's the leading scorer. He's never been suspended before. He doesn't do this. I don't want to spend any more time because we spent a lot of time on it yesterday. I don't know how you, that he would know when he started cranking it up from the other end of the ice that Evans was going to come around behind the net and do what he did. There's no way he could have known. So to say that it was predatory would have meant that he intended to do this, and I just don't think that he meant to do it. I I still don't. And I've been called all these horrible names. It's really hurt my feelings. I can handle it. But I wish other people could handle other people's viewpoints on something like this, what Paul Maurice called a unusual play. (laughs) Anyways, over to you. No, it was. It was unusual. The four games is stiff. And... So here's George Peros in the Department of Player Safety making a statement and trying to get these hits out of the game. But it's just, I think what people are upset about, too, is the inconsistencies, right? Because we've seen with, with Tom Wilson, this would have been a $5,000 fine oh. in that situation, right? But 
it's the and it's the playoffs too. The games matter more. They mean more than regular season games. So there's more on the line. It was a stiff penalty, a real stiff mm. penalty, and we'll see where this goes and, and how the Jets respond without one of their leaders. Somebody said the NHL bent to public pressure by giving him four games, and I would not disagree. But they've bent over all kinds of things, and that's that's unfortunate that they can't stand up and do what's right, but whatever. Point three, uh, Carolina beat Tampa Bay 3-2 in overtime last night, which was awesome. I thought Sebastian Ajo scored the winner in overtime, but they're giving it to Stahl. Doesn't matter. Canes are in the series now down 2-1. And I got to ask you this. So Nikita Kucherov takes a holding the stick penalty, which led to the power play, which very similar to the Golden Knights situation the other night. And my question is this you can't get mad at the refs for calling a penalty that is a penalty you just can't that's a black and white call did you see after the goal winning Kacharov was chasing the referees around I did I saw that and it was like the slashing Riley Smith knocking the stick out of Ratnan's hands the other day it's a penalty you can't even get mad about that because it was a penalty this is all reminding me of the 2014 Grey Cup where a Game-winning punt return touchdown by Speedy B was called back because of a blocking to the back penalty on Taylor Reed, and it, it, was a, it was a penalty. So how can you get mad at the officials for calling what's a penalty? As the Ticats said to me, Rod, they were letting it go all game. Yes, but it was a penalty. Nikita Kachurup, you can't hold a stick. So where are you on that? Like I, I don't, yeah. Well, I look at it. They're both first period, like first overtime um, penalties, and for the most part, they were pretty early in the overtime too, right? If I'm not mistaken, I think that's the officials looking for something black and white that they can call early on to set that kind of tone. That look at we're still going to call some penalties in overtime because if you don't, because you don't want to call those, you want to manage the game. If I've always been of the belief that if you're not creating a scoring chance yep. with an infraction or taking one away, that it probably doesn't need to be called in those important moments um, to decide a game. But you also don't want to do what we saw in the Edmonton-Winnipeg series where you go three overtimes and you don't have any penalties and you don't really know what to call and you're scared to call a penalty at that point because you hadn't called one in two and a half periods, right? So you get one out of the way early, something really black and white. It's just unfortunate that both times it ended up in the back of the net. So our poll question relates to all of this. How would you rate the officiating in the Stanley Cup playoffs? What are the options, Clark? It was okay, good, okay, or bad, and I see 60% is saying okay. I would say it's been okay to good. I'm not arguing with what the, what the call was on my team the other night, the Golden Knights. I'm not arguing on the Kacharov call because it's a penalty. I think they're doing a pretty good job, and it's very evident they've been told by, obviously, Stephen Wacom, guys, call everything for the most part. There's been calls that have been let go, but it's been pretty strict. Mm-hmm. Do you think that'll stay? Through four rounds? Yeah, I think it, they, you know, they're trying to build that consistency. So I think that'll be the message as we get deeper into the playoffs is you know, consistency, right? Let's continue to call this. And I think that, you know, at least for the last couple of games, a mandate to make sure you're still calling penalties in overtime, right, and continuing to have some consistency, and we're seeing it. And that my, was my point. They're very clearly saying, guys, regular time, overtime, call it. Yeah. And they are. So that's a message to the teams. It's a tough lesson to learn. Don't hold on to sticks. Don't slice sticks out of guys' hands. And if you're Colorado, they're going to keep dropping their sticks. There's nothing you can do about that. 
The warm-up's brought to you by Ecall Electric, your complete electrical distributor with locations in Regina, Esteban, Swift Current, Yorkton, and Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Ecall Electric, let's get to work. Point three, the forgotten series, Boston Islanders. Bruins won in overtime last night, 2-1. One in three games, and these Stanley Cup playoffs is going to overtime. And I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. You know why? The games are ending just a couple minutes into overtime. So it's not, we don't have any of these post-midnight Which are okay things. when they're a rarity, right? The one-offs, the, that, yeah. that three-overtime Winnipeg-Edmonton game. I'm here for that, too. But if that was happening every night, that would be a little bit exhausting. So, no, it's really, really exciting. Uh, John in Winnipeg's watching. John, um, he says NHL officiating has been dependent on makeup calls. Don't. Don't start. Too soon. What's a makeup call? They don't do that. Doesn't exist, does it? Never heard of anything no. like that. Hmm. Point four. Two big games tonight. It's basically a doubleheader. 5.30 Mountain, Montreal at Winnipeg. 8 p.m. Colorado visiting Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights. So we're settling in for basically six hours of hockey watching tonight. Yes. Uh, by the way, people are continue to send me out of Winnipeg. I love this, by the way. When I said that Shifley's hit was unintentional, people were writing me saying, Rod, you're just pandering to your Winnipeg fans. I thought, maybe, subconsciously. And let's, let's walk that back for a second and say it again. That I would have any fans in Winnipeg is a miracle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's I rem- a miracle. I remember when, when we did your old show on, on yes. local Regina Radio, um, leading up to a Labor Day Classic or a Banjo Bowl, we sat there, I think, for like an hour, coming up with derogatory nicknames for people in Winnipeg and saying them on the air and taking viewers' suggestions. Like, that was a regular occurrence. We don't need to go that far. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and now, we love them. And here we are. People say, why, Rod, uh, you know, have you got on the Jets bandwagon? I said, because they've been the nicest to us. All of the people of Manitoba. So, uh, love conquers all. Point five Astros at Blue Jays today. Just putting that out there. We're not totally paying attention to the Bluebirds yet, but they continue to win. And point six. We'll get into this more with John Frenzy because he's got a better memory for the United States Football League than I do from 1983 to 1985. But we, and by the way, we do have the president of the Edmonton Elks coming up, Chris Presson. Still sounds like a service club to me. I will get used to it, but it's like the Edmonton Elks (laughs) club president, Chris Presson, will be with us. Anyways, see it. um, CFL return to play, blah, blah, blah. I see people writing in and saying, I'm so excited. I'm so excited that the CFL is going to play. From James and Board in Manitoba, Winnipeg has warmed up to Rod nicely. And I'm just so darn grateful for that. I don't know how it happened. Do you? I don't know how it happened. There's no watershed moment, but it's day by day. You have to put in the work. Yeah. You have to, you know, show them the love. We showed them the love. They showed us the love. Arlen Bruce III is watching. In New York, y'all remember Arland R. Bruce the Third? He says, "Love conquers all." How about he was, that? He was paying attention. Thanks, Arland. That dude's going to the Hall of Fame from Oloth, Kansas. Where was I? 
My brain has turned to mush. See what love does? <laughs> and that's exactly. what happened to Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah. So CFL returned to play. Back to reality. I don't know. I'm getting phone calls. What I'm hearing isn't matching up with what I'm reading. <laughs> Fair? Yeah. I'm still of the mind when they're on the field in training camp and kicking off August 5th, then I will believe it. But I'm going to continue to be happy and positive and uh, it sounds good. And that's all. I'm not convinced yet. When we've covered this before, we see the Rough Riders saying that they'll have all of their season ticket holders in attendance plus more for their games. I'm just saying, who are they going to play? Mind you, when I read these news updates every morning, they're not talking about COVID in this country anymore. They're not talking about that. It's not a, it's not a thing. Uh, America, they moved on how long ago? Five, six months ago? Yeah. So it continues to go the right way, but it's going to need 10,000 fans per stadium to make this a go and everything. So we're positive about it. But somebody's written in here and said, uh, this USFL thing is going to cause the end of the XFL thing. Do we have time or interest to talk about that? Uh, we, we can, absolutely. I mean, we have no idea what the USFL thing is going to do to the XFL, right? We really don't. They want to play. The USFL wants to play. The XFL wants to play. The CFL wants to play. Now you've got somebody else uh, you know, at the table who partners with who? What is this? How does this sort out? Who competes with who? Right? We know there are more than enough football players to satisfy all right. the needs. Is there a big enough fan base to, to satisfy the financial appetite? Is there enough money to go around to make them all fly? Probably not. Can two of them fly? Maybe. It'll be very interesting to watch the developments. It's going to be about power, influence, who works harder, marketing. Who can make you want to spend your money? And I, and I honestly think, you know, this opens up some leverage for the CFL. Because if the USFL knocks on the door and says, we should work together, right? I know you're talking to the XFL, but if we work together, here's what we can offer you. Now the CFL's got options because what the CFL brings is the legacy, right? The yeah. legacy and the tradition and all those things that will last. So... I think it's a good spot for the CFL, but it'll be interesting. We don't know how far down the road they are with the XFL. We don't. So uh, maybe that comes up in our next chat as the president of the Edmonton Elks, Chris Presson, will join us from the City of Champions. This has been the warm-up for E-Call Electric. E-Call Electric, let's get to work. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday, and you're watching on Game Plus TV Network across all 10 provinces in 31 states, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody, on a Flame Tech Football Friday. Just a couple uh, notes from viewers. Mike Horgan has checked in. He's watching. Says, good afternoon from the 905 RP Show and fellow viewers. That is Southern Ontario. Bob in Grand Prairie, Alberta, writes in on the Prairie Mobile text line, and he says, you're not watching the World Hockey Championship? Unbelievable. 
Bob, that is a Texas 10-4. No, I'm not watching the World Hockey Championship. Name me two players on Team Canada. I can't. Summertime. And actually, it's football time. As we bring in on the phone the president of the Edmonton Elks, Chris Presson, the pride of Catoosa, Oklahoma. We're going to go through his story a little later on in this interview, and it won't be long. But, uh, Mr. Preston, I appreciate the time, sir. How are things in the uh, Alberta capital today? You know, all things are good. Uh, weather's bright, sunny, with rain expected today, and we have a great name for our football team, so all is well, my friend. i got to ask you, Chris, and thank you for that. Uh, how did the rollout go on Tuesday, and what's the reaction been, and are you happy to have it behind you? Absolutely. Yes, all those things. The rollout went great. I, I honestly don't think we could have had a better day. The reaction's been extremely positive, and I'm certainly glad it's behind me. Ten months of work literally every single day for that period of time where you live, eat, and sleep. The new name and the new logo, I'm certainly glad it's, uh, it's out and about, and I'm really pleased with the reaction thus far. It has been incredibly uh, positive, and the, and the logo is, is super cool. Um, how would you describe the process in coming up with all these different avenues and third logos and, and the name itself? Uh, intensive, obviously, but was it fun or more intensive, labor-intensive? You know, it was a combination of both. I think when we got to the last three months, that's when actually fun began. We chose the name back in February, and we got to start working on, on signs around the logo. That's when it became fun. I think the arduous part was seven months prior to that, where we went out to the public on twice, had several focus groups, sent out a survey. We communicated with a number of people. Again, that was the part that was certainly eye-opening, but by the same token, token it was uh, it was a bit challenging and then again the last few months when the fun began chris john lynch here uh you're quite a guy you've been all over heck all over the world uh, managing different sporting uh, organizations you hit edmonton a couple of years ago what do you think of this eskimo situation well when the elk situation now what do you think of the canadian football league and the football interest in edmonton in particular i think it's awesome i love the tradition i love the heritage and those are two of the biggest reasons that I came here. Um, the winters are harsh, no doubt. But summers are certainly worth it. CFL in general, again, what a great league, great, great tradition. Um, just things that are out of the ordinary and unique to the rest of the world um, are just so phenomenal. It's what makes our sport and our league great and certainly looking forward to the future and having a season beginning August 5th. Chris, i got to ask you this. John mentioned your resume, and it is very impressive. Uh in the NBA G League, Arizona Rattlers, everybody knows the indoor league, Arizona Sun Dogs of the Central Hockey League, two tours of duty with two teams there. D did you pay much attention to how those leagues and teams were faring in this pandemic, or did you have time, given the fact that you're the president of a flagship CFL franchise? Were you keeping an eye on what was going on down there? Yeah, I certainly was, and uh, it was important for me to understand what other Certainly, as you mentioned, having worked with the Phoenix Suns for almost four years and running their G League team, I wanted to see from an NBA standpoint what they were doing and what they were planning. And I have a number of friends in the NBA office as well that I was able to lean on to kind of glean where they were headed and what they thought, and that helped me a lot. And then when you look at some of the other places I've been, Arizona, I still keep in touch and talk to our former coach from there all the time. And, uh, yeah, I'm very familiar with what's gone on, and, again, that helps us kind of set the stage and, and be more aware when it is time to open the doors. I guess lastly, Chris, you're a busy guy. I just want to ask you about the August 5th kickoff and what has you so 
optimistic because we've seen presidents across the league saying similar things. I can tell you here, the fans are tremendously excited because we hear from them every day, and I'm sure the Edmonton's saying the same thing. What's got you so confident? Yeah, guys, we're just pumped about the fact that the vaccination rate is going up, the hospitalizations are going down, new cases are going down, and as you know, that's the quotient for success. The more people get vaccinated, the better chance we have to open doors on August 5th, and what you're seeing across the country now is just that. People are more self-aware. People are now sacrificing personally for the betterment of the country, and it's showing across the scope of the country. So I feel extremely good, not only about that, but about our conversations with the province as well, how they feel, what they're feeling, what they're predicting for phase three, and just really pumped about uh, the next six weeks. Well, it's all positive. We can't wait to see them on the field. And I just want to say from us, a, I'm excited to finally had a chance to interview you, Chris. And B, congrats on a, what looked like a seamless rollout. I know your staff's very excited and proud of what you've done. So kudos on that. Can't wait to see you on the field on those unis. Very many thanks, guys. Appreciate it so much. Awesome. Thanks. The president of the Edmonton Elks. And there's a dang question that I forgot to ask him. How does it feel? Would it be normal yet to realize you're the president of the Elks? That would take some getting used to, Lynch. I think so. A lot of used to. You know, you drive around Edmonton, you go outside of Edmonton, all over the highways and the railways, there's herds of Elks. Yes, there are lots that's of right. Elks there, boy. Uh, I, I, you don't know what I'm afraid of, as I said to you before. Somebody will load up a bunch of Elks, take them to a football game, and then unload them, and they'll run all around the park, on the field, etc., and create chaos. Uh, I, I, there's lots of Elks there. It was quite a choice. They had quite a time, apparently, deciding on it. Came down to quite a decision, but they've done it now, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the team in action. They're going to have a good team, I think, too. Some have them predicted for first place. Right. So, yeah, I could have, frankly, got into the, you know, they've got a new head coach, and they've made some big-name signings, but the, the phone connection wasn't that great, and it doesn't work great on television to do that anyway, so we got the most out of it, and... Actually, we got our most important questions answered. Now, let's go to the big board, Lynch, and, and uh, hear from some of our viewers. Jeff, the Stamps fan, watching in Calgary, he says, My sis is a teacher. According to her, half the cases in Alberta are coming from there now. I don't know what that means, Jeff. You're going to have to explain that a little more. Paul Figler, who's here from Dub Network, he's sitting on the sponsor's couch. He's in from Red Deer. Says, I'm hoping to get to an Elks game this summer or fall. Do we have any idea what the ticket pricing will look like? Just call the ticket office, obviously. Figgy has come to the sweatpants capital because nothing was open in Alberta when they booked it. That is our travel brochure, Lynch. <laughs> come here so. when everything else is closed. I guess so. And Figgy <laughs> says right now, uh, what, what do you say there? Uh, I, I certainly should have, would have uh, preferred... The Edmonton Eskimos, but Elks Edmonton is a great, Empire. Edmonton Empire. Edmonton Empire. But Elks is a great choice, a compromise choice, maybe. Uh, took a long time uh, figure to get that choice made. I don't know why. Almost two years. But they say they're happy. Let's hope they are. Well, they had to make the change. I'm, uh, I've, I've lost my zip for arguing about the Eskimos' name, the Redskins' name, the XFL merits. By the way, Jeff the Stamps fan says... Uh, his sister's saying that the spread of COVID's coming from child-aged people. That's not to say I've lost all of my zip. I've just had lost my zip for that. Now, we'll get into, once we have a little better idea of the CFL playing, talking about this upcoming season, because that's very exciting. And Lynch has just said, 
Edmonton's going to be good. I think they're going to be very good. But Jamie Elizondo is the head coach and Brock Sunderland, the general manager. But some of the biggest news that we didn't talk about yesterday, because it wasn't a football Friday, and, and today is for Flame Tech. Flame Tech, locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. If you want to know what Flame Tech's all about, there you go. The United States Football League, Lynch, you would have seen that article at rodpeterson.com that have announced they're coming back next spring. What did you think when you read that? That's 22, spring of 22. That's right. Shocked. Thought it was a silly thing for them to do, but not surprised. They're going to try it, and uh, they didn't give us exactly who the people would be, the officials running. I don't know if this is the rock of the uh, Don Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Root Group or not. But uh, they're going to try it and come back in a year. And uh, it failed for them. It was a big failure with Vince McMahon. The guys lost a lot of money. I'm surprised they're doing it. But I think, in reality, it's a bunch of new people, not the same group. As the past USFL? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's the same. It, it, there's a little bit of gray area on who's behind this USFL right. thing, right. which That's is a always. nice way to put it. Yeah, which is always a little <laughs> concerning. But, you know, with you and me, I just feel like we're not the best people to talk about whether it's going to be a success or not because you and I are going to watch regardless. Yeah. Paul Figler might be a guy to ask because he's a hockey guy. Would you watch spring football? I don't know if he would. You and I have been watching the spring league, John. You and I have been watching maritime football league. We've we would, been everywhere. We would watch cartoon football. Like, so we're not maybe the best guys to ask. Is this a threat to the Canadian Football League? I will guarantee you the CFL people are sitting back just like they said about the Alliance League, just like they said about the XFL, saying let's see if they can finish a season first before we worry about them being a threat to us. And on one side, that seems sort of arrogant. On the other side, it seems very realistic that they would have that, right? Yep. So I don't know that it's uh, a threat to the Canadian Football League at all. What I know is we'll be watching. Yeah. And it won't hurt the Canadian Football League either. That's the one thing we found out last year. But, uh, Clearly that, not. Vince McMahon, who put all the threats out, he was going to destroy the CFL, didn't. Didn't affect him at all. He's the one that got hurt. Uh, and I think the same thing will happen again. They just don't have enough qualified <laughs> people to run the CFL the way they want it. They want an eight-team league. It's going to be tough to do to put all into play, all that into action perfectly within one year, uh, in what, six months. I don't think they can do it. They'll try to. They'll get three or four guys that are big, uh, big dogs up there. They'll be the winners that are, they think are going to control the league, which they'll try to. But they won't have enough people there that have the brains to run the league successfully, which is what happened last time. It fell apart. They just didn't have enough good people. Not surprising. You don't put the whole league together right away. You do like maybe five teams one year, then add two more, make it seven, then another two more, make it nine, and one more, make it ten. Then, after four years, you've got a real good league running, streamlined pretty well. That's what I'm surprised they wouldn't try to do, but they're going to try to go whole, whole hog next year. So it'll be interesting. I am looking at the comments. Let's just, it's Friday. Let's bring in everybody into the discussion. One more from Paul Figler. I'll say it again. Figgy's here in the bunker. He is the uh, owner-operator of dubnetwork.ca, of which we have an affiliation with, and he says, I can barely get into the CFL, Rod. They've got a market to me. And that's... A topic for another time, where you, know, where you saw Randy Ambrosi say in an interview this week that the CFL is going to start working with an external company on how to target the younger demographic. And it's just back to that whole thing about learning to swim when you're drowning. Like, my God, why are we just talking about this now? 
Yeah. The CFL's problem has never been the product on the field. It's always been the marketing and the business. Right. Figgy's right. I'm just not going to say any more about it. From, from Troy in Toronto, sober athletic wears his company. He says, Frenzy, look at the legs on this guy. Are you using Manscaped? <laughs> Put your feet up on the desk there. He's got his rider socks on. This guy's legs are as smooth as a baby's butt. How about that? Uh, there you go. Rider socks. How about that? Rider socks. How about that? Rider socks. Brady's watching. Brady's watching from the Puck Support Podcast Network. <laughs> All right. He's hey, watching. Lady. He's watching in Muskoka, Ontario. He says, love me some dub network. See? Right. See? Are any ladies watching? Yeah. Um, from, well, Troy Durrell says, isn't the United States Football League just the spring league with a rebrand? That's kind of the sense I got from Dave Naylor. Yep, I'd say so. Yeah, but just remember where this is coming from. I mean, I love Nails, but he's a TSN guy. He is the pseudo PR arm of the CFL ownership. So it would, beho- it would serve Dave well to denigrate the United States Football League. Yeah. It just would. So... That's how he feels. I don't have an argument with what Dave's saying, but just remember what his perspective is. Everybody's got an angle, right? Yep. A lot of people have an agenda. That might be one there. Well, look at Johnny uh, Ohm now. Our good buddy Johnny Ohm right away up there. Yeah. Every other league that's failed in the USA besides college and uh, NFL. So yeah, that's, that's what, right. That's right. Yeah, so it, it'll never work, so why even try? Well, I, Can I, I say one more thing before we break? Can you pause? for? You can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him, John Frenzy. But I had a coach that I worked with, and uh, he had come from the National Hockey League. I'm certainly not going to say his name, but he, he just said to me, no team that has Ed Belfour as its goaltender will ever win the Stanley Cup. Never. And I just believed it because I really respected the guy. And lo and behold, in 1999, Ed Belfort led the Dallas Stars to the Stanley Cup. (laughs) So people will say it'll never happen about a lot of things until it happens. (laughs) So to say it never works so it never will is the most pessimistic, brutal way of thinking that I can think of. And I don't subscribe to that way of thinking, but I'm not going to argue with you. I'm I'm surprised. What I say, calm down. We'll take a break and come back with a sports update, and people want to talk about the Shifley hit. You're watching the RP Show's Flame Tech Football Friday on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, One of the beautiful things about daytime sports talk is we've got an update out of Winnipeg with Mark Shifley talking to the media this morning, and I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, But first, from our viewers, Darren Workman's watching in Salt Lake City. He says, might sting a bit. Spring League has drawn comparable eyes to the NHL playoffs in the States. This spring, there is interest. Someone will get it right. The USFL left $250 million ESPN contract to follow Trump back in 1986. 
So think about that, Frenzy. Oh, uh, Trump involved? Oh, my Larry God. Dye in Medicine Hat says the appeal to a U.S. Spring League is the average fan can afford to watch professional football. He's talking about going live. From our director of scouting, Craig Smith, he says, when I first started in the CFL, there was Arena Football, who paid well, Arena 2, the XFL, NFL Europe, lots of football. Still got players like G. Roy Simon, uh, Casey Printers, Ricky Ray, etc. And from our buddy J-Rod. You remember J-Rod? Sure do. He says, morning, Rod, frenzy. The hit on Evans was so cheap. Hey. Nice segue into our sports update on that. Winnipeg Jets forward. Here's the breaking news from this morning. Mark Shifley says he won't appeal the four-game suspension he was handed for a crushing blow on Montreal's Jake Evans. Shifley says he doesn't agree with the sanction handed down by the NHL's Department of Player Safety today, or sorry, last night calling it excessive, but added that he doesn't want to be a distraction for his team. The hit came in the final minute of the Habs' 5-3 win in Game 1 of the North Final on Wednesday as Evans wrapped a shot into the empty Winnipeg net. Shifley leveled Evans with the Canadians forward striking his head on the ice and then being taken away on a stretcher. Shifley was handed a charging major at the time. He said Friday that he, today that he did not intend to injure Evans and was only trying to stop him from scoring, which I believe. Shifley said he has reached out to some Canadians players to check on Evans and is praying for his quick recovery. The Jets will host the Canadians in game two of the second round playoff series tonight. The NHL said that it was a predatory hit. He just said he did not intend to injure Evans. People don't agree. I agree with him. I love- and I don't. People are saying all kinds of nasty things about me with what I've said, and I don't care. We, we're never going to agree. So he's got a four-game suspension. Can we just move on and stop fighting? A predatory what do you hit. Have? I thought your wording is beautiful. What? A predatory hit. It was a predatory that hit. That wasn't my wording. Well, the league. Predatory hit. He deserves the four, day, the four games. I'm very, very surprised that he will. He's a good football, a good hockey player. He's a real good hockey player. And that's the move of a slouch-pussy type, type person. Let it all hang out, go down there. Don't have any look at what he looks like or anything. Just barrel in there. And he did it. Um, Andre Corbeil watching on YouTube, and he says, can you believe the Toronto media is still pushing Leaf videos as frequently as usual, next to no coverage of the team still playing, LOL. I don't know what to say about that, as Forrest Gump says. We're just going to continue to do our little thing over here. We're the anti-Toronto network. Not that we're not against Toronto, but we talk about everything outside Toronto, because as they haven't figured out yet in Toronto, there's a world outside of Toronto. They, speaking of, the Hamilton Honey Badgers of the Canadian Elite Basketball League announced the signing of forward Malcolm Red on Thursday, adding a six foot nine front court veteran with six years of pro basketball experience. He split last season between the Polish and French leagues. And Maurice Walker's joining the CEBL's Guelph Nighthawks following five years of play overseas in several top tier European pro leagues at 6'10, 255. This power forward brings size and strength as he will be a significant presence both in the paint and on defense. Good signings. Canada's Brooke Henderson is looking for her second win at an LPGA major tournament and has gotten off to a strong start at the U.S. Women's Open in San Fran. She's three under and one shot off the lead after the first round. The sports update for the Tap Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Speaking of those... U.S. markets. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. People writing in with some rude things about Mark Shifley. And John said it best 
on the way up here as I drove him here. He said he's never been suspended. He's the leading scorer. He seems like a great guy. The things that are being said about him, particularly like this guy, Shifley addressed the bullying of his family this morning. And I don't know where we are in dealing with that in the world right now. I have no idea. I guess you can sort of shame people for bullying the Shifley family, but expecting them to change is like my friend Jack Fulton in Alberta would say is equivalent and akin to pounding oats up a dead horse's ass. And I don't even know what that means, John, but it sounds useless to me, a useless endeavor. Trying to get people to stop bullying others. How do you do that? How do you do that on the playground when the teachers don't even want to get involved, right? Like, I, I don't know how you do it. This was an unusual incident, but uh, he was really all out. He had his mindset. He wanted to hit him, and he did knock the hell out of the poor kid. Uh, he's a small kid, too, a lot smaller than Shifley. So it happened. Uh, the, the Winnipeg Jets are the losers. They're going to lose them for two to four games in this, hum, in this of series, uh, Stanley Cup series with Montreal. Why it really helps Montreal. I mean, that, look at what well, does for Montreal. You think the series is over? I think the series is over because of what happened to Mike Scheifele. Mike Scheifele. Mark Scheifele. Mike Scheifele. Because he's suspended for four. That's right. From a metal shingle guy writing in on the Prairie Mobile text line, and you can too, 306-840-8777. That is 306-840-8777. 8777 Metal Shingle Guy says four games, says it all, Rod. Headhunting isn't good in any game. And he goes on to say, slouch pussies, LOL. Can you, John, explain that term that you coined some 10 years ago just because it, like, it's not as dirty as you think or it's not as offensive guy, as you think? A bunch of guys in the dressing room of a hockey team wouldn't go out on the ice. They were too lazy. They, they were ticked off and mad at what was happening, so they just laid down on the, on the Chesterfields, slouched away. There you see. All themselves yeah. slouch pussies. That's not hard. It's a lynchism. It's not hard. It's a lynchism. How about that? From the 717, in terms of marketing, because we're talking about the leagues that need to do it, writer says, all these leagues need to contact the Premier Lacrosse League for some tips when they start up. Obviously, a much smaller league and a less popular sport, but they are killing it, catering towards the younger demographic, crushing social media, being extremely creative with their tour-based schedule, marketing their players in a way that they're accessible and known. Their popularity in America is skyrocketing because of it. So just reading that, just putting it out there, I hope that they pick it up. We'll be back with more viewer takeover coming up in hour two. We got uh, Chris Bickford, uh, producer, television filmmaker. You're watching a Flame Tech Football Friday on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24 hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody, as we move into viewer takeover here in Hour 1. It's the last segment of Hour 1. We want to mention the University of Regina Rams hosting their annual 50-50. It is online and open to all of Saskatchewan, 19 and over. To enter the draw, all you have to do is go to reginarams5050.com. ReginaRams5050.com to purchase yours. Again, eligible for anybody over the age of 19. You must live here in the rectangle to purchase yours. Draw dates June 18th, and the jackpot has climbed over $17,500. The U of R Rams, which we have their helmet here every day, 
is a self-funded university football program. Produced many stars, eh, Frenzy? Yeah, many stars. NFLers, CFLers, but more importantly, fine citizens. That's right, but six or eight in the NFL right now. So please go to Regina-Rams5050.com and help them out, please. It's a tremendous football program. Going to have a good year this year, too. They're going to play. That's the exciting thing, that the U Sports is going to play. Our poll question today is, how would you rate the officiating in the Stanley Cup playoffs? And I see... One of our viewers, John Thomas Moore, has written in and says, I rated it bad, but not that the officials are bad, but the league directive's wrong, and basically I think the refs are following their boss's directions. I think he nailed it. Uh, I'll tell you 61%. I don't think it's great. The majority saying good? Yeah. It's not that bad, but it's not that good either. <laughs> well, there's some real big errors, eh? On Twitter, 48% are saying okay. It's been average. Yeah. Uh, I think they've called what's there. The four-game suspension to Mark Shifley, which everybody wants to talk about today, and that's fine. It's the hottest topic in the NHL. Shifley came out this morning and said he feels that it's harsh. I feel that it's harsh. Whatever. How many times have I got to say this? Richard Dirksen, the vice president of the Western Hockey League, and Figgy, you know this. He once said to me, Ten guys could watch one play and interpret it ten different ways. Yeah, I buy that. I buy that. About and that? the guys that are in charge in Toronto, downtown, in the NHL offices, they've interpreted their way. Shifley came out and explained it today, exactly what, what I saw. He didn't mean to hit the guy the way that he did. And please tell me how he knew from 185 feet away which side of the net Evans was going to come out from behind. Where was he going to go? Oh, he was closer to this side, that's why. If he, if he goes left, he goes crashing in the net and potentially kills himself. He can't win either way. So, from Donna Berger, she says, thanks for the reminder, Rod. Have to get some Rams tickets. Please do so. RegiaRams5050.com. This is what we're calling the viewer takeover. I understand everybody just wants to talk about the Jets and Habs tonight, and that's fine. Football isn't necessarily front of mind. Jen at the Four Seasons says the hits just lit a bigger fire under the butts of the Habs. Would not be surprised if the Jets lose in four. And that's just sports talk. That's just, you're just talking. I agree with you. I think that's going to happen. Just worry about tonight. I will guarantee you that that's all the Jets are focused on is winning on home ice and going back to Montreal in a split. It's the best they can hope for, right. obviously. Right. From Jeff, the Stamps fan, he says, a quick shout-out to the other type of football on this Football Friday. The delayed Euro 2020 starts up next week. Don't get me started on soccer. I've already been admonished today for not watching the World Hockey Championship. Now you get to say about soccer? I just can't. <laughs> I don't have a anything lot against of people it. people like that hockey, that sport. That, that, oh, they do? That football, what do you want to call it? <laughs> Right. But it ain't a soccer show. No. Um, no. Prairie Mobile text line from Allie from the 780. It's Allie from downtown Edmonton. Belated second birthday wishes and congrats, RP Show, from Kevin I. Wishing you continued success. Thanks for providing a show that's always informative and highly entertaining. Happy Frenzy, Frenzy Football Friday, everyone. And she sent me a nice little... Uh, Edmonton double E, I think, is that a blanket, Ellie? 
Allie? New one? It's the, it's the same logo that Giz wore. They're still using that. Like who wore? Henry Gizmo oh Williams. Ever heard of him? you got to be kidding. Ever heard of him? Yeah, I have. Sure have. From our director of scouting, Craig Smith, got my Rams 50-50 and Thunder, Riots, etc. 50-50 as well. You're a good man, Craig. Todd Moggy watching in Winnipeg. He says, Paris making sure he doesn't repeat another Wilson debacle. He needs to be replaced. We're just never going to agree with the way George Paris sees things, so I'm moving on. From Stephen in North Dakota, he says, does the closed captioner text you so he knows what to type next? The closed captioner, Game Plus, writes us, and it's a long story. 15 seconds? Okay. Frenzy is sticking with us in an hour or two? Yep. All right. CFL filmmaker, TV producer Chris Bickford's going to join us as well. It's all coming up after this break here on Game Plus. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.